Welcome to TCK Care the Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Black, and today we will be airing another TCK story. Joining us on the show today is a young lady who grew up in multiple countries and spent a fair amount of her childhood in a boarding school. Now, one reason I've asked this young lady in particular to come on the show and speak with us today is because some people who aren't familiar with the boarding school culture tend to cringe when they hear the words boarding and school in the same sentence. And I get that there's been a lot of bad stuff associated with boarding schools in the past, but there's another side to boarding schools, and that is a rich, thriving social community that is actually a very positive experience. And I think you're going to find that that is true for this young lady. She's going to be talking about what it was like to live at the school, what it was like to live away from her family, how her family dynamics have grown and changed over time. It's going to be just a really interesting conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to it because I really enjoyed having this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Juhi Jung. Hi. Hey, tell us about yourself, Juhi. Uh, where did you? Where, where are you from? Um, that's a complicated question. <laughs> uh, I was born in South Korea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so when I was six years old, um, my parents were sent to Mongolia um, as missionaries. So mm. I was in Mongolia from when I was six years old to my middle school years. Um, and then I went to Faith Academy in Manila, Philippines, um, and was a boarding student there. And now I'm at I'm studying nursing at Cedarville University in Ohio. Wowza. Wowzers is right. <laughs> oh man! So you left South Korea when you were six years old. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But I went back and forth. Um, yeah, enough that I didn't lose touch with my families in Korea. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So up until now, how many years do you think that you've actually spent in South Korea? I would say probably around like eight years, seven, seven to eight years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. So you're yeah. in a unique position in that you're uh, you're a missionary kid from South Korea who's uh-huh. living and studying in the U.S. right now. So you've got yeah. you've got a very a very international multicultural thing going on. So if yeah. If someone that you assume is an American walks up to you and says, hey, where are you from? How would you answer that question? Uh, that's a very interesting question because um, before I came to the U.S., I kind of denied that I was a Korean because I was just like, I hardly ever lived there. and I. But at the same time, I don't want to say I'm a Mongolian because I'm not. Right. So I would usually just tell people like, oh, I was born in Korea, but I lived in Mongolia, you know, that kind of mm. little nutshell kind of thing. Yeah. But when I came to the state, um, it was obvious that, you know, like, I was Korean, and I was just, Cedar was uh, not a, that, that much of a diverse uh, okay. town, so yeah. it made sense to, like, introduce myself as a South Korean Um just right off the bat, because that would just, like, make things way easier. <laughs> gotcha. So I do um, tell people that I'm from South Korea, and if they get to know me more and stuff, like, they know, I tell them, like, oh, I actually grew up in the States, and yada, yada, yada. 
Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Juhi, when you were in the Philippines, you said that you you were in the uh, boarding program, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and how, how many years were you in the boarding program? Just four years of high school. Four years of high school, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And where were your parents during that time? They were still in Mongolia. Oh, they're still in Mongolia. Okay, gotcha. Part of the reason that I asked you onto the podcast today to talk about the TCK experience is that I knew that you lived in the boarding in the boarding homes at Faith Academy, and I think that the boarding experience can be very positive or very negative uh-huh. or a little bit of both. But I think that when people first hear, you know, the the word boarding school. Uh-huh. And I think enough negative things have happened at boarding schools that they have kind of an more of a negative connotation than a positive connotation. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was just going to ask you, like, was your experience negative overall? Um, honestly, it was very the opposite. Um, it was very positive. Um, and I think if I honestly cannot imagine myself being here, like. What makes me me right now would have not been possible without my board my experience as a boarding um, student. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was definitely what was so positive about it? Um. Well, first of all, well, I do come from a, a family of like two siblings so it's not like a huge family but not like a tiny family where I don't like learn how to share stuff but it was definitely a time because you're away from your parents first of all so you are kind of forced to kind of think on your own and Mm. make decisions on your own and Mm -hmm. you really get to develop those um, independent skills I should say that are good and within a very caring environment well the boarding system at Faith Academy, I should say, was a good system for me. I don't know about others, but for me, it was really, really good because it provided me, although we had curfews and like different rules and stuff, mm-hmm. um, it didn't interfere with my ability to grow in those in the independent skills, independent thinking areas. Mm-hmm. So my a lot of my time management skills came during that time. A lot of um, my organization skills, and also because I'm technically on my own, making my own like relationships. Because like before boarding school, I was kind of like you know forced to meet all these people that my parents knew and like the kids that my parents like parents uh, you know as families you get to like know other kids through that but now right. I was on my own kind of forced to make my I guess my own friends mm-hmm. um, by myself and just growing in that and learning a lot about relationships and how it works how friendship works and mm-hmm. honestly like I just, I just love dorm life because technically you're having a if, if your dorm brothers and sisters are technically your best friends you're mm-hmm. just, you're having like summer parties every night and I was like <laughs> who would not want this <laughs> you know? that's great yeah oh man yeah so overall I had a very positive experience mm. so it sounds like yeah. you had perhaps an increased like there was an increased demand on you for responsibility in that there was structure, but you had to, like you say, you know, manage your own time and make your own decisions and that kind of thing. And it also sounds like you were able to develop a little bit of your own um, 
your own unique personality. Not yeah, that family detracts from that, but in that mm -hmm. when you're with your family, you want to be who they expect you to be and maintain the sort of like yeah. equilibrium within that closed system. Whereas when you step outside of your family, you become mm -hmm. your own, you become more of your own person, um, as you, yeah. you know, as you wish. And so it sounds like, um, uh, being in the boarding school gave you that experience as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was definitely surrounded, not by totally, but there were definitely few, uh, brothers and sisters that were in the dorm with me that didn't really wanted to be there, just hated rules, hated mm -hmm. dorm parents and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, it was, I don't know, it was hard to like live with them yeah. whenever they complain about things. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. But you definitely like, you create, you create your own reality. Mm. So mm -hmm. if it sucks for you, it will suck for you. But um, <laughs> you're the one that makes the decision of maintaining a positive attitude and like making a change like where you are in a positive direction. So. Right. Well, it's this whole self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When you go into right. a situation assuming that you're going to hate everything, then you're going to create right. a situation that's just a, a toxic situation in which you right, actually do exactly. end up hating everything. So that totally makes sense. Kind of bouncing off, off of that. Yeah, it definitely is an attitude thing. Like when I, like the attitude that I went into boarding school, like definitely helped me to like settle and like go through that transition period and actually grow and thrive in that surrounding. Mm. Um, so yeah, attitude is a big big thing sure yeah do you feel like you did have an adjustment period when you were when you first moved to faith academy and started um getting into the boarding the boarding home situation uh yes definitely um i think my my way back then of transition was to not talk to my parents as oddly as that sounds <laughs> but i just I just felt like since it was my first year um, away from my parents and I just had this idea that I need, I just needed to suck it up, you know, whatever mm. fear I have, whatever, um, I don't know, whatever I have, I just need to push to be the strong kid and, mm -hmm. and I'm also like being the first born of the family in an Asian culture, I just like needed that. I don't know, gusto, I should mm, say. Sure, yeah. Um, so I survived, you know, I was on survival mode, definitely, mm, mm -hmm. when I first began. Mm -hmm. But I guess part of, part of that survival mode, kind of, I just did not want to talk to my parents because I felt like if I do talk to my parents, um, they're going to worry about me and mm. all this stuff. So I just didn't really talk to my parents. And back then, we just... Uh, communicated with emails, like not like social media type of thing. Okay, yeah. So it was definitely more sparse out just for my adjustment period. But as the time went on, like to sophomore year, junior year, and by the time I was senior year, I was crying like a baby because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I missed them so much and I'd like talk to them like almost every day. And mm. I don't know, I think it was 
was definitely like a learning period of like, oh, maybe this is not the best way to adjust, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. that was necessary back then. But mm-hmm. when I transitioned um, into the States as um, a, uh, an actual college student, there were definitely like a period of going back to like, oh, I should not bother my parents with all this stuff, what all the stuff that I'm feeling or whatever. I, I I was like tempted to do that, but learning from my past experience, I was like, no, I should like, talk to them every day and keep in contact. Yeah. Um, more often. Mm. So yeah, there were definitely that that transition period right there. Well, it's cool but, to hear that you yeah. had that kind of relationship with your parents. That in the end, you did find it helpful and desirable. Um, to talk to them and kind of involve them in your process as opposed to, as opposed to, you know, shutting them out and kind of doing your own thing and trying to stand on your own two feet, so to speak. Right. Which exactly. I was going to ask you if, if you ever found that you really missed your parents, but maybe you already answered that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know how to ask this question, but I want to know, like, did you, did you decide on your own that um, you wanted that experience of going to Faith Academy? Or did, was it kind of like a family decision that you talked together with your parents about it? Or did they kind of like tell you that this was what they wanted for you? Or how did you end up going to Faith Academy and living in the boarding situation like that? Yeah, um, so first of all, Faith Academy was introduced by um, missionary family friends back in Mongolia. And we just heard, heard, like, really positive things about Faith Academy. So my mom checked it out. Um, and actually, I was, when they heard it, I was in middle school. I was in seventh grade, I think, and was preparing to go into Faith Academy as an eighth grader. And um, my dad took me on a walk asking me if I'm ready to go and I didn't have a clear answer mm-hmm. and that kind of made him I guess uneasy about like letting me go mm. so he waited a year and after a year so I guess they gave me like a year to think about it um, because it is it will be a big transition and mm-hmm. I'll be on my own and on a, in a different country and all that stuff so mm. um, but once a year passed, I think I was definitely, like, more, I don't know, I don't know, comfortable is the right word, but, like, more accepting of that mm-hmm. and, like, ready to embark on this new journey, mm-hmm. um, something different, because my mom definitely, like, explained the situation of, because I was homeschooled, and my mom just felt, I don't know, helpless with her level of English, like, she felt like she couldn't teach me beyond like what she knows already because my English level was like I guess that like beyond her so Mm. we like expressed like hey like I want you to kind of I don't know just go out to the world and experience something new so I knew like her intention Mm -hmm. um, was good for me like I knew it would be hard, but I knew it was, like, good. So, yeah, so that's how, I guess, I got into faith, like, boarding school. Good job, Mom and Dad, for listening to Juhi and giving her time to process (laughs) things. And, wow, that was kind of, that was kind of, like, gave me heartwarming goosebumps to hear that. Like, wow, what a a nice move. (laughs) 
on their part. To, yeah, to introduce you to that, and then just you know, and your dad taking a walk with his daughter and listening to her and giving her time. Oh man, that's a good story. Yeah, they're yeah, great. That's cool. I can't live without them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you said you have two siblings as well. Is that correct? Yeah. And did they go to Faith Academy as well? Actually, they didn't. Yeah, my family is a little interesting like that. Like, we, all, we didn't graduate from the same school. We're in totally different, like, places right now. Um, mm. So my sister, uh, we actually took the Faith Academy entrance exam together, but um, she didn't make it. So that's how we kind of parted ways from there. Okay. So she went into, like, the Korean system. Mm. Um, which is like totally different from what we've been doing at yeah. like homeschooling stuff. Right. And my brother, he started out like with the Korean system from the beginning. Okay. So he was hardly ever homeschooled. So yeah, we were in very different places. Mm-hmm. So, well, boarding school wise, my brother actually did go to a boarding school. He actually graduated this year, uh, in, back in Korea. Okay, interesting. And I'm sure he had a totally different experience from me. Um, mm. I think he really enjoyed the first two years of boarding school, and then the last two years, I think there were um, several things that affected him. I don't know if it was from the boarding side of things, but he did. He was on like a leadership team of the campus, and I think that kind of like stressed him out kind of thing so mm. I, I don't know if it was i don't know if it affected bone life or anything like that but yeah yeah um but my little sister uh she actually did like a half of a year like one semester of boarding school and i don't think she has done any boarding school other than that in korea okay gotcha so i guess yeah I guess my brother, yeah, for my brother, it was like three years of boarding school. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess I had the most, like, experience as a boarding school life. Yeah, sure. Well, and then you were the first to do it, right? And so your siblings had, you know, had your example to look at when they were perhaps making decisions for themselves and getting into it themselves, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you were in the boarding, uh, when you were in the boarding system, did you uh, still maintain co- communication with your siblings? Yes, it was definitely like spread out and everything. But especially my brother, he's not a talker, especially on social media. So sure, <laughs> so it was hard in that way to like actually talk to him a lot, as I did with my parents. Uh, on my sister, but also they had their ups and downs, like, especially my sister, she, uh, she's just so crazy, like, the way she, her education was throughout all 12 years, she just moved so much, like, mm. from places to places, that mm-hmm. I just, I just respect her so much, <laughs> mm. in that way, of how she, like, stuck, stuck out, and, like, just really worked hard at the end and now she's at a Korean university that my dad went to and it's just like wow <laughs> mm, 
That's okay. cool. So, but anyways, like during my boarding school years, yeah, I think, I guess it wasn't as much as I talked to my parents. So, you know, looking back, um, what was the hardest thing about living in boarding homes in high school? Um, I think one of the hardest things was fighting the lie of, quote-unquote, my parents don't care about me. Because, I mean, we are definitely, like, um, physically apart and stuff. But I think in the beginning when... I mean, it was partly definitely my fault of not communicating a lot, but there were definitely times of, like, oh, if they cared about me, they would do this and this and all that stuff. But, no, you know, like, that's not true. You know, they care about me so much. So there are definitely, like, times when I, I, like, almost believed or possibly believed that lie in me. So I guess, like, fighting that, Mm -hmm. like, every day was one challenge and the other challenge I think was um when I was a senior it's was, it was just a time of uh preparing for the next big step you know mm. and being so far away it was just hard to um I mean I could definitely feel the frustration from the other side also like they're trying to help but they don't know how to help and it was on all on me to like look for colleges, apply for all those colleges, and mm-hmm. it, I I just felt like I don't know. I just felt like there were limited resources, I guess. Sure. For me to actually like trust on to like really pull through. Yeah. Like I don't know, show that kind of guidance since like the United States, like my parents didn't like grow up there or let alone like go to school there either so i totally understand like how they would have felt so helpless but right yeah like in that like situation right then i just felt so alone in Mm. like that decision process Mm -hmm. um so i guess that's like one big like hard moment that i can remember yeah just when you're talking about like believing the lie that you know your parents don't care about you I feel like that could be absolutely true for anybody, you know, TCK or not, even people who are living with their parents might come to that conclusion or believe that at some point. And as a parent, I can say, like, you know, how could I not care about my children? But at the same time, it goes back to that self-fulfilling prophecy that, like, if you choose to believe that, you know, that you're alone, then you will feel alone, whether or not it's whether or not it's real, you know sort of becomes your reality so i can i can only imagine how much harder that would be you know living in a boarding school and having that physical separation like you mentioned and then having to deal with the fact that like your parents do care about you even though they're you know they're not in a situation to demonstrate that for you perhaps in the way that you needed it most at the time at the moment Hmm. do you feel like do you feel like the boarding parents, do you feel like they played a parental role in your life? So, my experience with dorm parents, so I had different dorm parents every year. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, that has been quite the 
transition every year. But honestly, I think I just see it as an opportunity to like get to know so many wise um, couples. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know four sets of couples already. You know, just out of four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and although like tra- that transition, like dorm parents transitions, um, are can be a little rough for some. Um, kids in the dorm, um, but personally, I I just went with it honestly because they are because our dorm parents, well, Faith County dorm parents, they don't get paid. They are missionaries, and just the fact that they were in there to care for us, I guess, was enough to be thankful that, that mm-hmm. they're even there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't really expect that parenting role for the from them in the first place because I just didn't want to put like unnecessary expectations on them mm. um but I was just amazed at um how like fun they can be and how loving they can be like a parent um mm. I, I can honestly like go to them and talk to them about anything um Mm -hmm. they were the open they were like open ears and open heart all the time and yeah even like so my senior year um our grandparents had little kids like three little kids and it was just so good to see um just beforehand like the how they parent their children Mm -hmm. so well and just learning that parenting skills already from high school um but they wouldn't like necessarily do that on us you know because i mean it wouldn't make sense like they gave like appropriate like guidelines um and they explain the purpose behind rules and why they have rules and all that stuff to make things clear and um some were very gracious whenever we broke those rules. Some of them had, like, reward systems. Mm. And it's just like, it was just, like, very different every year. Um, yeah, sure. you know, different dorm parents, different styles. But mm. I think each dorm parent just brought very unique um, love and care uh, into my life each year. And I'm forever thankful for mm. them. Good word. Do you feel like dorm life in high school has similarities to dorm life in university? Um, yes. Um, similar in the sense that you get to hang out with your friends 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, your dorm is your home, like, your university campus. If, you're on camp- if your dorm is on campus, like, your campus is your home. Mm-hmm. And you just, I guess, in universities, there's way more... I don't know how to say this, but like in high school, your growth is comes from like all sides, like academic, like your dorm parents, your friends. Mm-hmm. But in college, I feel like a lot of the things stay the same. Like you're you're growing from your academics, you're growing from your peers. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely different in a sense that. You're kind of expected to be an adult. At first, I just I just felt like my freshman year, like everybody treats me like an adult. I should be an adult. Sure, yeah. But at the same time, 
um, I'm at Cedarville, and Cedarville has its very own unique culture in and of itself. Mm. And Warm Life is so, like, completely different from any other universities. So from my experience, it just felt like I almost didn't transition at all because it was very similar to my high school, like, mm. studying. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just that... Um, we just don't have family meals every night like I did in high school. Right. But we would just like go to cafeterias. Sure. For yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So like little like switches like that, like they're definitely different. But like the feel of boarding soon, like being away from my parents and just being with your friends 24-7, it was the same. It's interesting that there's so many similarities between high school and university, I guess, boarding experiences. Um, just because I think, like, for a lot of people who are, um, who grew up in one place and, um, you know, live with their nuclear and perhaps even extended family in the same town, um, going to a boarding school would be such a, such a foreign concept. And yet, um, going to, going to live in the dorm at, university is definitely not a foreign concept not in america anyways like a lot of people do that and if they don't do it themselves then i'm sure they know someone who has or who plans on it you know and so it's interesting to me that like in one sense boarding is so foreign and yet also so familiar in america at the same time well juhi you you have a really cool story there's just some things that stick out to me is that like it sounds like boarding the boarding experience was really positive for you, but at the same time, there was a lot of hard things that you had to deal with. Like you said, you know, having that physical distance between you and your parents and trying to like grapple with what that means and how you feel about it. Um, and then, you know, you said that it really gave you a sense of responsibility and let you kind of branch out in your personality. And um, there's been similarities between that and your university experience. So perhaps like that may have prepared you a little bit for that experience. So there's a lot of cool stuff cool stuff in there and really i think this is just gonna be really interesting for other tck's to listen to and i'm i'm gonna be curious to to hear if you know other people have had similar experiences and that like boarding experience was a really good experience and it made you who you are you know and Mm -hmm. before we uh before we hang up here juhi i just wanted to ask if you have any any final thoughts to other tck's out there or perhaps tck families maybe people who are thinking about what it's going to take um to raise their children overseas perhaps looking at boarding school as an option for their families would you have any whether that be advice or words of encouragement or anecdotes or whatever Mm. I think it all boils down to really listening to the Lord Mm. I think what made my experience like so positive for me was that my parents were listening to the Lord and also um, they had faith that I will grow. However, the Lord decides to mold me and having that faith, like my parents' faith kind of trickled down to me. So Mm. I think it all really boils down to um, if you are in the place of making that big decision of whether or not to go on a boarding school, if if that is where it seems to be going, um, then I I would say 
Yeah, constantly listen to the Lord, like where He's leading you, and obey. Like if, if He tells you to go, and if, if He He opens doors, like have at it. Like go, mm. just go mm-hmm. through that door, and it's gonna be an amazing ride. So, mm. awesome. Yeah. That's, I guess, my anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love it. Thank you so much, Yuhi. And thank you for joining Bye. us on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. As you've just heard, Juhi had a really interesting story to share with us growing up all over the world, um, now studying right here in North America. I was really grateful to get Juhi to take time out of her school schedule to join us on the show and just to share some of her experiences of what it was like to grow up in a boarding school. I hope this has been a useful conversation for you as well. Whether you're a TCK care coordinator and you have TCKs on the field or you're, you have influence over TCKs who are in the boarding experience, I hope this gives you thoughts on how to serve them and what questions to ask to check in with them and that sort of thing. Or whether you might be a parent who's serving overseas currently or was thinking about serving overseas. Uh, I hope that this gives you some thoughts about some thoughts about what the boarding school experience might entail for you and your family. Or perhaps you are a TCK who grew up overseas, had a similar experience. Hopefully this was an encouraging podcast for you to listen to as you heard about someone who had a positive experience at a boarding school. Right now I just want to ask if you have been listening to TCK Care the podcast and would like to help me get the word out just take a second to think of someone who might benefit from listening to this, uh, who might be encouraged by the stories, or who might find the information from TCK Care providers useful. If I could just ask you to share the link or tell them about TCK Care, the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Again, you can find the show on tckcare.com. You can find it on Apple Podcast, Google Play, or look me up on your favorite podcast app. Hopefully I'm there too. Hope you join us again next week as we hear from another TCK care provider. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>